0: This week's episode is still brought to you by my midterms. Tired of Atlas not getting the podcast up on time? Well, now, okay, well, next week, you won't have to. Midterms. Fuck you. (laughs) And I'm on my girlfriend's balcony. I'm not going to stop until I cover all parts of her apartment. Anyway, so today we are talking about keywords, and what we mean by that is uh, every clan now in Vanguard has a certain keyword assigned to them that does a thing, or an action, or a state, or that kind of thing. So we're going to go through them and explain. But first, introductions. Like I said, I'm Atlas, uh, and I'm Matt. Yep, and it's just he, it's just you and I tonight. So. Why don't we get right into it? Um, the Wikia for Vanguard, it, uh, defines a keyword as uh, all clans have an, uh, their own exclusive keyword which works either as a specific action, a requirement, a restriction, or a unit state. So I guess uh, from in that order, we'll just say like type A, B, C, or D. If we can remember, that is. So, what do you think of, like, keywords as a whole for the name of Vanguard first?
1: Um, it was, I think it was a decent way to help differentiate some clans. Because when we got toward the end of Limit Break era, a lot of the clans, people were like, what's kind of the difference between Royal Paladin, or Gold Paladin, or Shadow Paladin? Like, I know Shadow Paladins retire tiresome stuff, but Gold Paladins were also doing a little bit of that, and they're doing a bunch of calling from deck, And but Royal Paladins were also calling from deck, it's just like, what's the, what's... It's kind of the unique thing, you know. How do we separate these clans from each other?
0: Yeah, like or like Kagura and Narukami. You're like, well, one th- they both retire stuff, uh, duh, 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 you know.
1: Yeah, and then Narukami started attacking more stuff, you know, like, like like old Vermillion, and people were like, okay, I guess that's happening. But and then Vanquisher yeah.
0: was all about killing off front row, and it kind of seemed just sort of like. Uh, one of, one of my friends has this theory that eventually all clans will be like each other, kind of like there's like a South Park episode where eventually all races merge into one because like they're all. Oh sure. Yeah, so it, it it seems like it could be like that, but keywords I think can stave that off for a while. Um, the first one that was introduced I think was uh, Harmony for B- Bermuda Triangle. I think that was the first one. Uh, of, Possibly. Uh, of like their their conscious decision to do that because like some keywords. Are, uh go across several clans, like lock, for example. People associate that with Link Joker, but it uh, ev- pretty much every clan has, has the ability to lock stuff just because of reverse units, mm-hmm. or restraint, or lord. Those are technically keywords. Um, the only
1: thing that would compare would be delete. I think that might have been close to the same time.
0: Yeah, delete and vanish-delete are both Link Joker exclusive. There has been arguments over whether or not they're going to give Link Joker another plan exclusive keyword i'm not sure either but i'm gonna guess no question mark we'll see uh but i uh, on on this page here it's alphabetical so why don't we just start with uh, the first one which is after image sure um after image is nubatama's keyword so nubatama for those who don't know that their whole thing is uh it's a lot of taking cards out of the opponent's hand and binding like both their rear guards and things out of their hand and then giving them back at the end phase, so it's a lot of like temporary resource restriction. So the way after image works is when the when the opponent gets a bound card back into their hand, you can then bounce the card back into your hand. The the point of that is just allow it allows you to rush and then you get all your stuff back. Am I missing anything?
1: No, I think that's pretty clear.
0: I think you stop after six cards, like you can't keep bouncing yeah. past six or something like that. Uh, which is kind of, kind That's of an right. arbitrary thing, because usually you just do that in early game, where you bind, like, their starter, and then... And
1: then you probably have, like, six cards in hand, like, total, but then you're just, like, I'm gonna play a guy, play a guy, yeah. you attack, and, like, or, like, call a booster or something, just so you'll have, like, one less, and then attack, attack, oh, end phase, like have four, because, you know, you draw check one, and you're, like, oh, I have five, now six, okay, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um... Sure.
0: I think I think this is an action type of keyword where like the after image is the act of bouncing the stuff back to your hand. It seems kind sure. of it seems kind of like not characteristic of Nubatama.
1: Um I mean I think it actually gave kind of uh, the Nubatama clan some kind of unique stuff to them because this is kind of one of the more aggressive keywords I think. What do you mean? So, and for a lot of keywords, a lot of the effects from the keyword are like very GB restricted, but okay. after image is just very not G B restricted. I think like a few of them are, but like there's like a lot of like mid grade kind of stuff that's not. So it's just pretty easy just to call a bunch of stuff and then after Image back to my hand and they might have some other G B ability, but the the fact that early game and that stupid bear is just like, I'm gonna ride this guy. I'm gonna yeah. bind that. I'm gonna call a bunch of stuff. I'm gonna attack hey, you a bunch. And then in my turn, I'm gonna have all my cards back in my hand.
0: Hey, I'm the one who gets to complain about the bear. Gabe, I hate you. Gabe, <laughs> G- Gabe picked up Nubatama, and every single game he manages to ride that stupid bear in grade two. Now, do you, I don't think this is like a skirt. Like, uh, it didn't make Nubatama broken or anything. It didn't really. No. Yeah, I I, I think it was a a good way to give them support without breaking them, because Nubatama kind of walks along that razor's edge, because taking stuff out of the opponent's hand is very dangerous. I think it
1: also fits a lot with the direction the clan wants to go, because in Nubatama you always want to be ever so slightly behind your opponent, like, as far as cards go, but you want to be ahead, like, as far as, like, damage and overall board presence. Yeah, and then there's... uh...
0: They explain it in the anime by like when the ninja's job is done, it returns to the shadows or whatever stupid sure. thing. I, d- I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> any any other comments about that one?
1: Um, I, I don't know. I think this is probably one of the more uh, one of the more unique keywords. I think as far as like aggression is concerned, I really really like this keyword as as far as just like a standalone keyword goes.
0: Yeah, seems about right. So next one, Blaze Kagero. You want you want to explain yeah, this? Yeah, so.
1: Blaze activates. Uh, it's a state, I believe. Yes. Like I, so, you're, uh, something becomes blazing when you have more f- rear guards than your opponent. Front row rear guards or just any rear guards? Uh, when you
0: have more rear guards than your opponent.
1: Oh, just more rear guards than your opponent. When you yeah,
0: in, when your vanguard starts attacking.
1: Yeah. So this is like the easiest keyword in the world to get, basically. Yeah. As long as you're playing. Uh, well, it's a Kagura keyword, so. Yes. As long as you can find a way to retire, you know, some of your opponent's units. Easy. Oh no. Oh no. I feel um, like that's the clan known for. So, what do you think about this one?
0: Um, it, it's a very easy keyword to activate it, but I, I, I think again, it suffers from the fact that like a lot of these blaze support cards aren't Overlord. Right. And, uh, I mean, like Blade Master is cool, but it's not Overlord. I'm not a fan of Overlord being broken, but that's just kind of the fact of what it is. So a lot, of, a, a lot of these blaze cards are. Like, you know, if, you're, if your Vanguard's Blazing, this gets to do a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat and everything, but I, I I think it needs more stuff to kind of put it in this other direction. Like, if, it, if they give him, like, draw power or something, like, if your Va- Vanguard's Blazing, draw a card. Like, yeah, I think
1: the key Blazing unit that I think everyone uh, thinks about is Titan. Yes. Uh, because since Blazing is such an easy thing to get, it basically just gave Kagura this free stride that just always has a crit. Yeah. Because why not? Exactly. Also, if you look at the Titan card, for some reason Blaze works on a rearguard circle on the stride.
0: Oh, really? I did not know that. It's pretty funny. That That is pretty funny. But uh, it
1: just says your Vanguard becomes blazing, but I'm not sure why they even bother putting that on a stride. Design space, I guess. I, don't
0: know. I mean, that just seems like it takes up space. We're going to put the slash and then the letter R in that little, you know. No, man.
1: There. We're just going to be able to stride on rearguard eventually. It's going to be great.
0: Oh, crazy. <laughs> <sighs> Freaking Blaze. Also, it's got the propensity for many, many jokes. 420 blaze it. Hashtag Um, draconic overlord. Like the uh,
1: the stamp for the legend deck. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Wait, I I (laughs) forgot what it says on it. Is it just
1: something? It's like something about an eternal blaze. I don't Uh, remember the
0: flames of the apocalypse. I don't know.
1: Justin had one, Uh, or maybe two. I don't remember, but it was super sweet. Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure he got quite the pretty penny when he sold that off. Oh, was I imagine like, so. Height of height of its popularity, and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> "So good for him."
1: Admittedly, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad that has kind of fallen out of favor in recent years.
0: What, what recent. do you mean? So that's, oh.
1: just uh, I guess with how strong Gear Chronicle is, it's yeah, people you know, well, are just like, "Well, I can just play Gear Chronicle and yeah, kill people."
0: Well, it's the whole disappearing field thing. Um, Titan was definitely a step in the right direction because if he's blazing, he gets a crit, which is uh, awesome. Mm-hmm um and really easy to pull off but like just the stuff around it i think if if they do more blaze support they got to like really kind of step it up and then maybe i think cardero can be in the spotlight again uh, yeah yeah like even ellen Bure, who was on the podcast a few episodes ago uh you know the the cardero master didn't play cardero in uh Greece she got third place with dear chronicle right shame <laughs>
1: yeah I yeah. mean, it's just kind of where people sit now, like, where uh, Strength sits nowadays. Kagura, like, Bushirod has no problem printing absurd Kagero cards, but it's just, things just don't fit well right now, so.
0: Yeah, they'll come back soon, hopefully. Let's see, next one, Bloom. Oh boy, alright, so <laughs> I, I I, am still, I I, I had to click on the, the, the word for this so I could, like, look up, I have to read this. How it works. A Bloom ability only activates when another one of your units who has the same card name as the unit possessing it is placed on your rearguard circle. Okay. When it does, it allows you to perform the effects specified on it, such as power increase or gaining new abilities after paying any cost required. Um, so the way that it, it works in Neo Nectar is a lot of stuff allows you to gain the names of other rear guards, which means you can stack these Bloom effects and I think eventually that just ends up with you having a 128k green shot elf,
1: right? Some, That's some, uh, something around there.
0: Yeah, like, d- d- just playing against uh, playing against Alvin, I've just stopped counting. I just go, you know, just do, if, if it's over 70k, I'm not guarding. Just take it.
1: To be honest with you, I think this is like probably one of the sweetest mechanics in the game. Explain. Like, so the the ceiling for this mechanic is just so high, but the floor is so low. But, like, so, some of the turns where they just go off, but, and like, it, it it just made the clan, like, very threatening in, like, the mid-late game, yeah. where if they're somehow still alive, it just becomes so hard to, to survive through, you know, the infinite power columns, basically.
0: Yeah, and then now, now they have the new gal. Like, uh, Alvin switched over to the new stuff from GBTO8, or instead of mm-hmm. having Inez, where he gets to search for Bloom stuff, he started using these, like, single R things that allow him... To not only, like, on hit you get to draw and soul charge, but there's, like, a thing where, uh, because you're stacking all this Bloom stuff going off, it's at, like, you know, 38, 48k for free, basically. Um,
1: And the on hit draws galore.
0: Yeah. On hit draw and soul charge. It's one of those things where, like, oh, it's on hit pressure. That's not that good. I'm like, yeah. But he runs stand triggers. (laughs) I know know your opinion on it. Guys, check out that episode, episode 13, I think. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, even without the stand triggers and everything, like, the unhit pressure with Neo-Nectar is so huge that, like, you you would rather just let them get the draw instead of uh, trying to, you know, drop your whole hand just to not let them get a draw. Right. Um, I think Bloom has the possibility to be, like, one of the craziest keywords, and nobody is paying attention at all to Neonectar.
1: I think... Go. uh, I think a lot of it is that people are, like, it's... Neonectar is so much effort. Like, it is so much effort to, like... What, to count all that stuff? Yeah, you know, it's just, people don't want to do that. Yeah. Straight up, just, like, I just want to kill my opponent with, like, you know, 18, 18, 21,
0: 18, 21. I, I noticed that a lot of the clans that involve thinking, or if at a glance it looks like a bad, uh, like, not ability, but, like, just mechanics of the clan, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Tachikaze mostly. That people will tend to just go, eh, whatever, I'm, I'm not going to bother learning anything. Um... Even revelation, like people, people are in for the Wiseman loop, but not into just straight up revelation because you gotta go. Wait, I gotta put this on top, but then I want it in soul, but then I gotta look at it again and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's Bloom. Bloom is crazy. If if they gave like even just one thing with resist in Bloom and Neo-Nectar is running wild. All right, so ne-
1: ne- what? The next, the next ability we have is Brave. Oh no. Okay. And this is a, this is a state. And it's active as long as you have three or less cards in hand. That's it. Just three or less cards, you're, you're doing it. You're, you're brave. You're a brave guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Honestly, they should have just called this one Reckless instead of Brave. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're synonyms, I guess. But, like, if people saw the word Reckless, they would be – I think they would hate on it less because a lot of people hate on this mechanic. Um, mm mm-hmm. And it's a really bad keyword, don't get me wrong, but, uh, I don't know. Just, like, a lot of the stuff with Royals now, with with all your Brave things, involve either drawing a card to replace, you know, at the end, or it bounces back to your hand, so you, like, get yourself in Brave, and then you end card with, like, seven, eight cards in hand, which is kind of what you would end with in any normal plan anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, still really terrible, but, uh... I think over time they're just going to start turning it into a thing. Like, if you have a thing with the Brave ability, you get to do this. It oh, just, so
1: you don't need to, like, have less than three cards in hand, but just need to have a thing that has this ability?
0: Yeah. you. Yeah. Like, the the, the main thing I'm thinking of is, uh, what's his name, Danius, where uh, you counterblast one, you pick something, he gets plus 2k, and then it, uh, at the end phase, if that has the Brave ability, you can bounce it back to your hand. Um, I see. Yeah. And then there's also stuff that like helps mitigate it, like Escort Eagle, where he's like continuous if you're, uh, if you're in brave, he's a 10k shield, be it if he intercepted with him or not. Also, he's got resist, so that's nice. Um, there's that new G guard, which is hilariously broken, where if you're in brave, she just gets plus 5k for every or plus 5k shield for everything in your hand. So if you timed it right, you can it's plus 15k shield, so it's a 30k shield. Bro, yeah. It uh it it, de- it definitely takes you know sort of careful piloting, but you also have to be very aggressive with it, where you kind of have to drop your hand at the beginning of the game, and then it it, it mostly just comes from the fact that Shion, the guy who plays uh, Alt-Mile, like a- after the in the show after the com- like his company got stolen. He started being all like edgelord and he's like, Um I have nothing to live for and he starts wearing Kai's jacket and then that's where Brave came from.
1: One thing that kind of irks me about Brave is I always feel like the bonuses are very minimal. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe, maybe they're like maybe there's like slightly better than like in the average bonus of, you know, an easy to get keyword. But it feels like a lot more effort than you want to you wanna like you like you really want to put in. Just because having low numbers of cards in hands is definitely a detriment.
0: Yeah, the, the only brave things that are kind of worth it are Phytus and uh, Clotinus, and most, like, it's just kind of whatever. They need more stuff, for sure. Next one, Wheelhouse Burst. Uh, yes, Burst. Dimension Police.
1: How does Burst so, work? So, Burst is an ability where, uh, as long as your Vanguard's power is some number or greater, you get an additional effect when you activate their ability. So this is kind of uh It's not a state, it's just when you pay i'm not sure what you would call it, this actually. it's a restriction so you have restriction. to restriction okay you
0: have to pass that threshold in order to get your ability
1: yeah so there's a lot of different Brave cards the main one i guess that people know about being x gallop or if its power is 35,000 or more you get a quadruple drive if it's 40k or more your front row gets or front row rear guards get plus 4k for each face up x gallop in your cheese. um this ability is fine it's definitely not bad it's definitely not good. It's just fine, uh, but it's also very obnoxious to get if you're not playing Excalibur, just because the power, how power works, you're you're often like just a few k off, or you need to play old, that old metal board card that's like on play, Soul Blast One, get five k. If you're if you're not playing with the uh, Cosmic Era shell. it's definitely kind of the uh, level one ability you would expect uh, Dimensionalist to have. Mm-hmm. I think like. If, if you were just – if so before Burst existed and you were like, I'm going to make an ability for Dimension Police, you'd be like, yeah, Vanguard's power is this number or higher, <laughs> and you just move on. Uh, there's I was definitely hoping for a, a lot more uh, as far as the support went, but I do, really do like the uh, Grade 2 Grand Volver uh, as far as the Burst ability is concerned.
0: Hmm. I feel like be a lot of these keywords are just stuff that kind of sort of existed, and they just put a name to it now. Mm-hmm. Like a of a Definitely. Lot... Yeah, a lot of your the dimension Police stuff. Like, if Vanguard is at this much, you get to blank. Yep. Yeah,
1: but a lot of it was like definitely connected to the Vanguard rather than like rear guards having that ability. Mm-hmm. So what it did was is it made the rear guards more relevant, which is both good and bad. It's good in the sense that your rear guards suddenly matter playing Dimension Police. Mm-hmm. It's bad in the sense that your rear guards now matter, so you have to care about them without any way to plus rear guards for free.
0: Do you, do, you, do you like this keyword as a Dimension Police player?
1: Uh, not particularly. Mm-hmm. What, what uh, would, I, th- what but I think want? my dislike for the keyword comes from the kind of I – I I don't know if I should say weakness. Maybe I should say the uh, very mediumness of the Cosmic Hero archetype in GBT, uh, oh, GBT7. So that's kind of where I'm at. Makes
0: sense. Uh, I mean,
1: I was just so disappointed with the, with the, uh, with the level of – with the strength of the cards.
0: Yeah. Well, because you, you said that, like, a card is not good unless it's unfair. or
1: uh, I don't think a clan is good unless they have some unfair element. Unfair that's element. A, But the whole Cosmic Hero archetype is very fair. The quad drive is not an unfair thing. A lot of the clans who are very strong have things that allow them to get up to five drive checks.
0: Yeah. Except now that, and then of course uh, they gave uh, uh, Chrono Fang the ability to quad drive. So like that, you don't even have that anymore.
1: Right, but uh, Gear Chronicles, of course, the clan, which uh, what you were talking about earlier, the yeah. future clan that has all the keywords.
0: Let's see. Next thing, this is also also
1: sort of. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, charge. Yeah, charge. charge. This is dumb, uh, so charge is, uh, so charge is a state. Whatever one of your rear guards is called is is called by an effect uh, and has the charge ability. You may have it become charging until a no turn, and then at the end of the battle, which it attacked or uh, or boosted, you send it to the bottom of the deck. Uh,
0: so, uh, yeah, we 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 talked about that I think for at least a week and a half with Jared. Um, the so Grand Blue's uh, keyword is Hollow which is when it's put on rearguard, you can, you know, by any way, shape, or form, you can have it become hollowed, and then mm-hmm. at the end phase, you put it at the bottom of the deck, or bottom right. of the deck, to drop zone. So, the, like, logically, charge would just be the same thing, and then the consequences, instead of, you know, going to drop zone at end phase, it just goes to bottom after battle. But no. Bushira but- was like, alright, let's make it by effect only.
1: I don't really know what they were afraid of by making it from hand, uh, but now you look at the cards they're printing in GBT09. I think is where we're at. Yeah, uh, and you're just—it's just like making you force units to become charging somehow, some way. Yeah, and it's just kind of like you're—you basically, basically have to play around the importance that this mechanic was made. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the worst mechanics in the game. One of the
0: worst keywords.
1: Yeah, one of the oh yeah, one of the worst keywords in the game. Um.
0: Uh, Looking looking at the list now, I could definitely see it in the bottom five for sure.
1: Definitely, it's just such a sad, sad
0: keyword. I mean, it looks so cool, you know, the name charge. Yeah, and then in the you, show, they get like surrounded by electricity. That's bitching, but no.
1: And and what you, people were only forced to play charge stuff because of the uh, Spike Brothers' finisher, Miracle Miracle Ace was so powerful. So even if people you know, were taking triggers on damage, Miracle-Ace just ramped up power so much, it just didn't really matter. And the charge ability just kind of forced you just to basically play around that. And it made it really hard to start attacks rather than uh,
0: Yeah, it's, just, hard, it's hard to come from behind with charge, which is yeah. ironic. But um, like your only way to really like make do with if someone just like decimated your fields or whatever is Picaro. Yep, and it's a bummer. Um, but they
1: say the best defense is good offense.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, any other things or n- dark device? Um,
1: I guess. I don't know. I think I think I really just want to end with charges being so much extra effort for the kind of the same thing that Grand Blue gets to do for basically free. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dark device. What's that?
0: Dart device is a Mega colonies keyword, and it is, I think, um, a requirement. So, its uh, its thing is if everything in the same column as the unit with the Dart device ability is rested, um, then you're allowed to use that skill. Dart device also is active if there is nothing there. So, if, if they're just an empty column, you still get your Dart device skills off. Um, because it
1: says if there are no units in the stand state, but since there are no units, then there are nothing, there's obviously nothing standing.
0: Exactly. It's fine. Um, it's it's an easy thing to pull off uh, by the way Vanguard works. So I, I don't think... In terms of the stuff with the, the Dark Device ability, again, it's decent. It's just they, they need... I don't know what they need.
1: What Maybe, are some important cards that have this ability?
0: Uh, oh, boy. Let, let me... Let me click on the handy dandy thing here. Who's got Dart Device? We have the Makeup Widow, which allows you to Soul Charge and Counter Charge, which is nice. There's the starter. Uh, there is Vulcan Laferte, which allows you to. It's a 7K where if it's in the back corner, so if it's on the rear guard columns in the back, uh, they can intercept with the unit there by Dark Device. And then also, mm-hmm. uh, you can put him in Soul and unflip stuff. So he's good. Um, that is really good. good. You have a, uh, a dart device thing where she's just at 11k and that's it, which is fine, I guess. Um, you have the dark face stride. That's the big one. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yeah, so the dark face stride makes it so you can't... Uh, so it, the, it makes it so your, your opponent's unit can't intercept and then also they can't target it for effects, which can... Like, that messes up a lot of stuff. Um... I th- I think they need like a second wave of stuff to really be good, in my opinion. I see. It's not and a. Ba-
1: Go ahead. Uh, I know they have like a lot of uh, absurd strides, like uh, the dark face stride, like you mentioned, and then the, their gr uh Amadeus. or whatever his name Obterandus,
0: is. Amadeus. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure it's not Amadeus, but yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call it Amadeus until someone <laughs> tells me.
0: But yeah. Uh, again, it's a it's a fine keyword. It it works with the mechanic of the clan, but like. There's just not much to do. Like the stuff, the dark device stuff that exists just isn't enough. They need more things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess moving on. Uh, darkness, dark regulars keyword, which is uh, if a card was. Uh, this is again a requirement thing. So if a card was put into your soul during your ter- during that turn, uh, darkness is active. So it's not like a state, but it is. Uh, Like, just everything with Darkness. So they don't have to be on the field when you do the Soul Charging. Just if it happened during the turn. So this is ridiculously easy to fulfill. Um, And pretty good. Like, there's a lot of good Darkness cards that came out. You have uh, Enigmatic Assassin, which has spawned her own deck with Lanzan Vampire, which is a triple R. Mm -hmm. Um, So her thing is, like, if Darkness, if you... Like, when your Vanguard attacks, you can pull her out of Soul... And because it's at the beginning of the attack step, you can put her behind Vanguard and boost with it. So, that's pretty neat. Um, I don't know, you, you just have a lot of stuff. I don't feel like looking at all the uh, these things. The the Hot stride is Darkness. Um, yeah, that thing
1: looks really but, absurd.
0: Yeah, so th- that thing is another finisher for them, which is cool. Uh, when they already had uh, Rye, So, good on them. Bravo, Bushi, on Darkness.
1: Yeah, darkness, I think Darkness is a really cool ability, and it forces you to kind of constantly be soul-charging rather than just doing it all early and then just never worrying about it again.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, th- th- I think that's better with Amon. The, the like, get cause... to 15 and then stop. With Sharha, you kind of have to, like, do it as a slow trickle, uh, mm-hmm. which is fine, and it, it is totally doable, and I think it's great. Dark regulars, I think, again, are one of those clans where people go, I have to soul-charge, like, a quarter of my deck? No thanks you know <laughs> but you have this like incredibly crazy you know stride and then now you have another incredibly crazy stride and you have a good early game and like it's just good um and then blade wings have an like are you know in like really good at like playing the long game which is ironic because you think that by soul charging you see how it is it, it's a good right keyword um all right next thing which I, we were talking about earlier was delete so this is link joker exclusive and uh it's been around longer than the normal, like, the, the keywords we've listed. Um, and the way it works is it basically it makes the opponent's vanguard, zero attack, deletes their text, um, and that's it. So in the olden days, before strides were a thing, uh, this was really good defensively because you could make it zero and then the next turn they'd either have to re-ride or they're coming at you with a zero attack vanguard, which you're like, all right, two to pass, go ahead um but but now uh stride you know you when you stride over the deleted vanguard you still are hitting for 26 you don't get your stride still or anything if you're sitting on like an alt mile or something but it's still really good um but instead it it went from a defensive deck to an offensive deck because you have to delete them and then just start like abusing the fact that it's at zero for that
1: turn yeah, and you have to basically accept the fact that your opponent's vanguard will not stay deleted.
0: Yeah. I think we can also incorporate vanish-delete, which is another uh, um, an- another keyword, which ca- binds stuff from your opponent's drop zone face down. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the vanish-delete stuff is really flippant, where it's like, all right, you counter-blast two, delete the opponent's vanguard, oh, and go ahead and bind vanish-delete two of the cards, will you? Great, thanks. Um, and you need
1: like, like 13 of them to activate the alternate win condition from the stride or something ridiculous like that.
0: Although it's a lot easier to do with the GBT 08 stuff. Um, honestly, the Vanish Delete thing, it, it kind of doesn't matter unless you're playing against Legion, which, let's be honest, there's like two of those. Or uh, if you're going against Grand Blue or Genesis, which are both two very popular clans, you can just completely destroy them, Grand Blue especially. Um, right. I, I used to play, or you know, I, I just sold off seventies, but I used to play it, and I would have to go into overdrive with milling because, like, just hoping I'd get copies of stuff. So they go vanishly the till you're like, okay, good, I have another copy of it there, and and, and like it, it's just running on a treadmill that's going way too fast. Um, but yeah, it's very situational in that wind condition. The alternate wind condition is hard to do. Um, I'm hoping that. For delete, they just have more stuff that because like usually deleting is a heavy cost. Like you gotta counterblast two, kill a rear guard, delete their vanguard. So uh, it's a lot of like draw triggers and stuff. So you're not losing too many resources. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a whatever keyword. I don't like it too much. Uh, I feel like chaos and messiahs are better. It's the sure. it's the C student of Link Joker, but maybe in the future they'll do more stuff. We'll see. Uh, oh boy. Uh-
1: so next is Engorge. Yes. <laughs> uh, engorge, one, 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 one of my... One, a really fun ability. It works... It's a state. It works on both Vanguard and Rearguard. And it's uh, when the unit attacks, you can choose uh, any number of your Rearguards and retire them. And then if you retired one or more units this way, it becomes Engorge until end of turn. Uh, so Engorge is a kind of a way of reworking the Tachikaze's ability to pop their own units and try to get benefits, or back in the old days, not benefits from them. Uh in the old days, it was counterblast one to even out. Nowadays, it's uh, I'm gonna counter blast one to plus a million cards and you get extra attacks. Um, uh, it is. I really like this ability. You can do lots of fun stuff with it, and it has one of one of my favorite units, uh, Absolute Ruler Gluttony Dogma, uh, uses this to retire up to five things. But uh, luckily, Gaia's Stride Skill, Gaia, uh, Gaia Emperor also has Engorge, uh, just lets you recall these things for free. I really really like this ability. Um,
0: it, it, like, Tachikaze at a glance literally looks like, all right, so Kagura retires your opponent's stuff, what if we did our own stuff? Jenkins, you're fired. All right, I guess we're (laughs) keeping it. And then they're like, how do we make this thing good? And then they didn't really quite figure it out until Giera. And, uh, yeah, it, like, it's topped twice, one in, once in France, and I can't remember the other place, but, uh, or you know, with, with this round of VWCs, but it, also there's like early game potential with uh, Sarko Blaze, which is your Silent Tom clone, um, mm-hmm. which you got to be engorged for, and then the the mighty Tank Mammoth, which uh, when when killed on your turn, you can counter blast, soul blast, call it back. It's an 11k, which means you combo that into more attacks, and they're not even on grade three yet. And it, oh my god, it's terrifying. Uh, Mister goes undefeated in clan leader thing.
1: Yeah, I've played quite a bit of this clan. And I have definitely outgraded to some, uh, some even ancient dragons, even sitting on dino crabs. Just them just not being able to uh, keep up. Do you have any?
0: What about like other stuff that does grade two game pretty well?
1: I've had I've had decent success uh, against uh, like even decks like people just trying to play early games like Aqua Force and stuff like that. Oh yeah, just it's it's been fine. Uh, you can fall behind against like Blaster Engine, but Blaster Engine's nuts. So. Yeah. <laughs> also, they just get to do whatever they want for the most part.
0: At a glance, it definitely seems like a bad keyword, but I think it's probably like B plus, A minus.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the, the break stride and the strides give you a lot of bonus. For sure. The break, stride, the break stride is the most important part. It just says that this is not really a cost at all. In yeah. fact, it turns the cost into a benefit, which is really what you're looking for. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um... Let's see. Uh, Harmony. So, God, this this is the most annoying one to understand. So, how it works. A Harmony ability only activates when a different unit is placed on your Vanguard or Rearguard in the same column as said unit that possesses Harmony. Then both units become Harmony state and they remain associated with each other until the end of the turn. If one of the units in Harmony leaves the field, then the other unit is no longer in Harmony. However, if you call another unit during the turn, both units will be in the Harmony state again. Okay, so... With Bermuda Triangle, because you're calling stuff, you know, you're bouncing stuff back to hand and calling it again, uh, it is a very... It's pretty easy to, you know, fulfill. It's definitely one of the more popular Bermuda Triangle decks behind Prism at this point, but still pretty good, yeah? Yeah,
1: definitely. The Harmony mechanic, uh, it can definitely just blow up, especially... Even the Strider's got, like, absurd amounts of power just for having things in Harmony, and then... Maybe really, it wasn't the break right, which where it was, but uh, yeah, the the effects definitely add up, and they can clear a, their deck of a lot of uh, non-triggers just by repeatedly putting themselves into Harmony.
0: Yeah, I don't really know. I, I honestly don't see too many, you know, Bermuda Triangle people. It's Prism and Duo on campus, so right. I don't really have a good uh, showing or knowledge of what the the true uh, power of Harmony, but. Um, it's still pretty crazy, I'm guessing, because you see it from time to time. So,
1: I think uh, before the latest batch of Bermuda support, people were playing uh, more harmony than anything else. Yeah. But after after the last set, Prism's just got a big boost, and people have just been playing that.
0: Yeah, pseudo next stage for the win, and early games. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Um, I just will just move on. Hollow, we already mentioned a little earlier, so uh, a lot of the hollow stuff. It. It's pretty good because the way it works is usually you have, if you if you do this thing, you get a you get your effect, but if you're hollowed, you get like a better version of the effect. Um, the the best one I can think of is a Skeleton Cannoneer. So when he's called, you can counterblast one, kill a rear guard or kill an opponent's rear guard, and then if you're hollowed, you draw a card. So because Cannoneer was going to die anyway, it's it's a wash or it's still plus a plus one, but you know he dies and the card that you drew replaces it. Um... In any case, this allows flexibility. So if you need a field, you can just not hollow your stuff. Versus if you are playing against something that punishes you for having a field, you can just hollow it and get it out of the way. Um, it's pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, hollow is a pretty insane ability. It's kind of what a uh, you know like like we mentioned that charge should have been. Yeah. And especially now with the new support. With the the new G guard for a grand blue, like kind of
0: Bu- build your own denial Griffin. Yeah.
1: Y- yeah, you know, you just need to combine like three cards and you have your own denial Griffin. But luckily, you can search for the break stride, and then the G guard will. You just need to find a trigger eventually.
0: Yeah. My God, it's crazy. Um, like now with the new but, the new night the new hollow stuff night Roast stuff. Has made it so like Night Rose is gonna, it's like caught up to seven seas, I think, and it's just gonna keep going.
1: I think it might be slightly past seven cs at this point. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You just need to play a million uh, ways to unflip.
0: I mean, you have Grenache and you have Bale and you have GPGs. It's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Play all of them. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Next one Token Rambu Homare. So the way that works is uh, only one. like, only one Homari ability can be activated per turn of of all of the units you have, so pretty terrible. Um, It's it's supposed to be, like, a big, like, you know, a big skill that makes... Like, they're like, we're protecting the opponent because they can only do one of these, but, like, it's... I don't know. Sword boys need a lot more stuff, and I don't like it. So, that's it. Right?
1: Yeah, pretty pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I I think it, it was... The, the Japanese, thing was called something different, but I don't remember quite what it was.
0: I don't know. I mean, we're, we're already, like, closing in on 40 minutes, and we're only about halfway through, so I'm speeding through some of these. Oh, sure. Go right ahead. Uh, let's see. Next one, Magia, Pale Moon. Uh, so Magia is a skill um, where – so a specific action. So it, the skill is you call a rearguard from soul, and then it goes back into your soul at the end phase. So that that's kind of Pale Moon's new thing is uh, – a lot of your stuff just come. It's temporary. It's a lot like Hollow, actually. Um, so I really like it, um, where <laughs> a, a lot of these things were. A lot of Pale Moon. The way it works is you just go, okay, stride, and I shit out a field for free. Um, Pale Moon's like it is this close to being like a top tier deck, but I think the big problem with Pale Moon is draw power. Um, it, it was a similar problem that Gold Paladin had where, yeah, you were getting these fields for free, but you still didn't have much defense because you're not, your hand advantage comes from not calling anything from hand, which, you know, that's only four cards per turn, triple drive plus, you know, your your draw at the start. Um, so the way I've been getting around this lately is egg juggler, but, you know, we can only do so much. So I think if they give us some more draw power, uh, it, it, it'll be awesome. What do you think? Yeah.
1: Yeah, this ability is pretty sweet. Um, I think the pendulum is also slightly missing some selective soul charging. Yeah, uh, you can't just miss a lot of stuff in your soul and just be kind of uh, behind due to that. That's very but, true. Uh, but yeah, I think the clan is uh, it's it's really fun. There's that magic is a pretty fun ability. Oh yeah, And that stupid that stupid cat.
0: Is, <laughs> <laughs> Stride. Cat into paratrooper, paratrooper into soul charge, soul charge into crescent moon juggler. Crescent Moon, Counterblast, Soul Blast, Soul Charge, in Soul Charge, I'll look, my field's full. Thanks.
1: It's sure, nice. why not? You do, uh, does kind of irk me about Majiya, as a lot of the abilities require like a Counterblast.
0: Yeah, we, and... we do have an unflippy problem, for sure. Yeah,
1: that promo's pretty helpful, but you just need to get in with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an on hit effect, so, you know, take with that <laughs> what you will. Right. Um, let's see, there, there's one I hadn't seen before until today, uh, Nito Kaigan.
1: Do we care about this? No,
0: I don't. Maybe. You want to just skip it, pretend it doesn't yeah. exist? All right, cool. Okay,
1: token Robu doesn't exist. Got it. Moving <laughs> on. <along. laughs>
0: okay, next one. Uh, Oracle, which, uh, okay, again, this is a, a limitation thing, so it, it activates after, if you have five or more cards in your hand, which, oh my god, does Bushi have this, like, vendetta against, any, like, any sort of thing for making OTT good?
1: Uh, no, OTT was good when they were, like, one of the few clans that actually had stride support. Yeah. But uh, this, this is, I think, the worst keyword in the game. And it's because, well, it's really bad when you're behind. Yeah. This this doesn't help you catch up to anything. It's just like, oh, I'm behind, and I'm going to stay behind because none of my cards do what they need to do.
0: Exactly. Um, and there's also no superior call engine, so you can't even save cards in hand. So all this card drawing that you're doing is like, okay, whatever. Jesus Christ. They be- it better be like Brave where they like just do stuff for like, if you have the Oracle ability, you can do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or just have something where it's like, okay, your oracle thing is active if you have two or more something, anything,
1: or something like Hollow, where it was like if you have you know do this if you're if you have you know if your, oracles active, do this extra thing you know just mm-hmm. something,
0: yeah, definitely needs something yeah screw you screw you oracle rescue, oh boy so rescue is a thing where, uh, at when you meet the condition that you need to you heal that many so it's like rescue one two three etc um you heal that many cards from your damage zone and then you do trigger checks and you put them in your damn you're taking damage checks on your turn which is pretty crazy but yeah it's uh it's pretty crazy the only problem is like you have a risk of decking out because you're doing more more trigger checks but like the ability to go okay i have so i do two damage checks oh look Critical triggers, put them all on my, all on my vanguard. tapped with vanguard, triple drive. Like it's it's so good.
1: The whole, like, it's really, really tilting when you, when your opponent's like, "I'm gonna rescue," and like, just you know, with a, like, a stand trigger or something, right? Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, I want to get a crit trigger," and it's like, <laughs> "Why is this allowed?" Yeah. This ability is pretty, pretty absurd. I think.
0: Yeah, and then it, it also allows you to like get rid, of, get rid of uh, counter blasted stuff um for new things granted it's random but still pretty crazy
1: yeah i mean these basically equivalent to, equ- are equivalent to extra drive checks on a turn yeah. and it's really absurd that somebody can just like, be allowed to have like main phase drive checks
0: yeah and then uh i guess now like it's getting more support which means that we're there's probably going to be an uptick of angel feather again pretty soon i'm not excited for that
1: can they just support some irrelevant subclan like Celestials instead of supporting this rescue stuff?
0: I mean, they g- they gave him like a stride or something. I can't remember. But yeah, it's not enough. Away. Yeah. Uh, next one, Revelation. Um, fun <laughs> fact. I like that Revelation is the last book in the Bible, and Genesis is the first book in the Bible. So that's neat. They did it. Yeah. So Revelation is uh, when you're... Re- if you listen to the Genesis episode, you know what I'm about to say. You... On call, you or right on right call whatever circle, you look at the top card of your deck and you can put it either in your soul, and rest a rear guard, or you can just leave it on top of the deck. Um, it's kind of neat. It like a lot of the revelation stuff is is in GB, so you can just do that in early game. Like on call, Kotonoha, put like you know something important in soul. You rest your starter, and then uh, she's at 11K on like, in the early stages of the game, and then you have the Fenrir Strike, which allows you to change the effect. It, it's pretty good. Um,
1: yeah, this was definitely a very surprising effect, because it seems like it doesn't matter that much, or, like, the downside is a lot when you put do put it in soul, but it ends up just not really mattering at all.
0: Yeah, because you have, you have Gellia, which uh, you put on bottom and you can re-stand something, so that's not a problem. And then you have a stand trigger, which when you Soul Blaster, you put to bottom and stand a thing. Which, I think Bushiroad had the best intentions with that one. They're like, okay, cool. When they attack with Vandergan, they can stand a column. And instead, instead everyone's like, oh, we can turn this into a loop. And they're like, shit.
1: <laughs> so, Stupid Wiseman.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, it, it's, not, it's not really any different than Nova Grappler or whatever, I guess. But it's still pretty crazy. I don't like loops. Uh, I just play the Revelation thing. And then if I can pull off the Wiseman loop, I will. But I don't dedicate the deck to it. Um, ritual so this is shadow paladin's keyword that just got revealed it's the newest one um, so it's active if you have that many it, like it's ritual with a number next to it it's active if you have that many grade ones in your drop zone which considering this is shadow paladin that's ridiculously easy to get um, and then you have a grade three that allows you to pay the cost for stride without even using cards from hand right like, fun I'm a fan
1: uh we'll definitely see how it ends up working out it seems pretty strong though
0: yeah at 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 the time of recording this podcast we don't really know the full potential but it's definitely interesting uh rush for nova drappler so i'm a big fan of the band rush so that makes me happy but i don't really play nova drappler so whatever um the the way rush works is when something stands by an effect with the Rush ability, you get to, like, do those things, so it's a limitation. Not bad. It's pretty easy to pull off. I mean, like, that's Nova Grappler's thing.
1: Yeah, like, everything in the world, like, stands on Nova Grappler yet, so.
0: Yeah. A lot of, a lot of these, uh, the the big one with the Rush ability is, uh, what's, his, what's his name? Uh, Bustard. Bastard, whatever his name is.
1: Bustard, yeah. That guy's okay, sweet.
0: Oh, wait, no. He, he he doesn't have it, but, like, I, I think a lot of this oh. Rush stuff where it feeds into it. Wow, there's only, there, there is only...
1: They have, like, half of a set of support of Rush or yeah, something. They
0: have four cards with the actual Rush ability, and then they have a lot of... They have, they have five cards that don't have the Rush ability but feed into it. So, nine, I guess, but whatever. It's, like, half a set or so. Yeah. But, well, uh, y- it's getting more stuff in uh, set nine or ten, either nine or ten, and hopefully it'll it'll be good. Hopefully, Nova Drappler and uh, Aquaforce kind of got a raw deal with all the new hand trap stuff, and poor guys. Uh, Shadow Stitch. So this one came totally out of left field. Uh, Murakumo has the skill where for Shadow Stitch, if your attack doesn't hit you get the effect off.
1: Well, that's sweet.
0: Yeah. Hey, guys. They're, they're, they're all smoking pot in the media. What if we have a thing where it's like unhit pressure, but the other way? What do you mean? Like, if it doesn't hit, you get the steal. Jenkins, you're getting a raise. Now pass the weed. <laughs> <laughs> this Jenkins guy gets into a lot of trouble. But, um, yeah, it's really good at, And like, Shadow Stitch and everything. But, again, Murakumo needs recycling. And, Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's what you don't want to draw all three of one like three copies of one unit when playing Murakuma?
0: Yeah, like draw, drawing the like first off, there's kind of no way you can play tech Guards at all because you need several copies of everything. And two, like you know, ha- having to call or ha- having to draw multiple copies of it is just it's a it's a nightmare. And it's, Yep. yeah, so. Th- that's more of a, a problem of Murakumo itself than the Shadow Stitch. So, good keyword, shitty clan. Um, Shinken Hisats is uh, another Token Rambu keyword. It's active if you have three or more damage. So it's like mini limit break. Which fine, I guess. Moving on. Uh, success, Great Nature. Ah, it's like ru- it's like a burst for rear guards. So if your rear guard gets past a certain threshold, which is super easy. Let's be honest. you you're, uh, you're, you know, you become successful. So you, that can also mean if you, uh, if you have a rear guard already at you know twenty thousand, twenty five thousand or more, and you call something else with success, it automatically becomes successful. Um, a lot of these success skills are really awesome, and I'm a big fan of Field Glass Otter, which uh, when he becomes successful, you can bounce him at the end phase, and there's a way to do it where you do it before striding. So you can get, like, a good rush with him, and then he bounces back to your hand. I just, I, I love success. It's good.
1: If you don't reach the uh, threshold, are they considered a failure?
0: Yes. And the, <laughs> the, the best thing about success is if you go past, you get, you can, like, pump your fist in the air and go, success! So, yeah.
1: Just don't hit anybody.
0: Yep. Sorry, I've done, like, the last three. Go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah. So the next one is Thunderstrike. Uh, so this is kind of, uh, this is a Narkomis mechanic. And it, it's always a thunder strike than some numbers, a so thunder strike X, yeah. and it's active as long as you have your opponent has X or more cards in the bind zone. Uh, so when this mechanic first came out, it's kind of a giant pain in the butt in order to get stuff in the bind zone. Uh, but they're slowly getting more ways to uh, manage to get things there, and it's kind of like you have to play the you have to build an entire deck dedicated to throwing cards in your opponent's bind zone. Yeah. And even then, I'm not convinced the uh, rewards are that great.
0: And they may have not revealed everything, but I'm still kind of wary that Bushirod is going to, like, screw the pooch on this one. So, poor Nagarikami. Yeah,
1: and they have, like, this non-denial griffin that requires, like, four cards to your opponent's bind zone, and it only retires at the end of battle. Yeah. So it's just, like, police.
0: Stupid. I mean, it's really funny against Wiseman, but, uh...
1: Actual. Yeah. <laughs> um... So next one is oh god time leap. Yep. All right. So <laughs> Th-
0: this is you, a, uh, this is a skill. So it does a thing.
1: Yeah. So what what it does is when you time leap a rear guard, you take that rear guard and you and you send it to bind zone, and then you search your deck for a card that is one grade higher uh, than that card. So if you time leap a grade two, you're going to search for a grade three, and call it to a rear guard circle. And at the end of turn, you put at the bottom, you put the called unit at the bottom of your deck, and then you call the card that was bound to one of your regard circles. So, a grade 2 will become a grade 3, the grade 3 will attack, and to turn, the grade 3 goes the bottom, the grade 2 gets called back.
0: Yeah. But, with all of the support that Time Leap is getting, it is basically turning into stuff that combos into other stuff, that combos into other stuff, that combos into other stuff, and then it all goes away at the end. Um like the the original thing that did that was Chronodron, where it was a starter that when you time leapt it, you got a Chronojet driving from deck, and then it bounced to hand at the end of the turn. So, like you, you would get a Grade One and him, and you have like a new column, and then at the end phase you get your Chronojet back to hand for Stride fodder, and then your Grade One, uh, goes away. You don't get your Chronodron back because it goes to bottom of deck. But like, Jesus Christ, people!
1: I don't think the mechanic itself is that bad. I think Bushi Road was uh, a little
0: overzealous. free.
1: Yeah, overzealous on just printing whatever card they wanted to with the time, with uh, the ability to time leap other rearguards. Uh, I'm talking specifically about TikTok Worker, which is a, which is a grade zero. Whenever At the, the end of battle in which another rearguard attacked, and this is really the line I'm talking about, you can put this unit into a soul and then time leap that rearguard. So and it's yeah. time leap a rearguard or whatever. Yeah, We're no. It, that. It, it, yeah.
0: it was it was just, it's it's wacky because like you're getting things where like they're getting 18 attacks in a turn or something like that. I don't
1: know if it's quite. I, it's, I don't know if it's that high, but it definitely feels that high when you're playing against it. Yeah. And it's, the the real problem is is that whenever you start giving effects, whenever other units attack, you start allowing for very 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 long loops, and this is really what they should be trying to avoid.
0: Yeah. Like, turns are taking forever. Um, yep. And it... it the whole 25-minute thing is, like, not conducive to how Time Leap works. And this is, like, Bushiroad's main clan now because their main character is playing it. So... Yep.
1: Well, worse than just the main character, the main character and the, the main villain. villain are playing it.
0: Okay, well, not anymore, but yeah.
1: Oh, uh, well, no, Yeah, but previously. So they got infinite support.
0: Yeah, and like way too fast. It was crazy, and just screw you, time leap. Um, yeah, you know nicknames like Gear Cancer, Cancer Chronicle. You know how it is. Um, <laughs> I think I think the keywords that like do a thing, like a still, are usually the better ones. So like, magi- yeah. Magia, time leap.
1: I mean, again, uh, Magia. Like you, if you know, at the end of. If, you, if there were some, like, random unit that were, like, at the end of a battle, which another rearguard has ta- atta- attacked, put that unit into soul and, you know, yeah. Magia some shenanigans, you'd just be like, yeah, this is pretty absurd.
0: I guarantee you we're probably going to get—actually, we're not. Bushira hates us, but— uh, <laughs> But
1: you see sure. how absurd that would get, just yeah. by, you know, just at the end of a battle where another unit is attacked, that's just not a reasonable line of text, and that you have to be very careful putting that on the cards.
0: For sure. Um, let's see unite so gold paladin uh, if you called two or more rear guards during that turn you are in unite so it's kind of like darkness uh, it's a very or easy... guard circle. what oh guard circle or... too. but like it, it's a very easy condition to fulfill um, and then a lot of the a lot of cards are doing stuff where they go away at the end of the turn so it you, you get a field and then your fields clear which means your opponent can't screw with you and then you get to, it gives you room to call more stuff Um it's definitely a. It, like, the T is kind of what but, like, all the stuff around the keyword is amazing.
1: Yeah, the one particular Unite unit. Uh, what is the name of that Unite unit that's, like, super, super sweet? Which it's one? called Knight of Morning Light Horsa. Ah. And it's, uh, it's GB1, Unite. And then, uh, if you're. So, whenever another, uh, a unit, is, another unit is placed on rearguard circle, uh, both units in the co- same column as Horsa, it, itself and the unit in front of it, or behind it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, both get 2k.
0: So it's uh, it's the peer clone, and it's way freaking better than peer because in a in a deck that's focused on superior calling stuff, literally every turn the horse is like, oh yeah, give me some of that. Um,
1: yeah. So you know, you play unit, in, you know, you play you play unit, you play you play maybe it, you play unit in front of it, it gets 4k to call in, and then you play you know you call a bunch of other units because now you're not use your starter calling plus 4k. Call it plus 4K.
0: And then Glorious Reigning Dragon.
1: Yeah, call three things maybe, plus 12K. And, you know, you're already plus 8, 20K to this column without actually doing anything.
0: It is incredibly wacky, for sure. Um, Unite, or is it, Gold, Gold Paladin got fourth place in Chicago, BWC Chicago. Which means that Bougiard uh, isn't going to show it on their website, but they, they definitely should, because uh, Unite's good. Um it it's probably still one of the cheaper clans I think out there because, they're now their big boss stride is like yeah he's fifteen bucks but like could be worse.
1: Yeah, could be a lot worse.
0: Um, vanish delete we already went over and then I guess the last one, wave.
1: Who's that for? What? Who's that for?
0: Aquaforce.
1: Oh yeah, this is one. You-
0: Wave, wave, wave. So again, this is kind of like rush, where uh, th- wave activates at the specified battle. So if it's wave three, it act. If it says wave third, uh, you know, three only, it means it only activates on the third battle of the turn. If it's like wave three or more, it means if you've reached three battles or more, then you get to do the thing. Um, so a lot, a lot of the wave stuff is pretty good. Uh, example being Commander Thavas. So that's nice, uh, and th- the way you know the way Force works is it, it just kind of it feeds into itself, and there are a lot of wave cards. I'm looking at the list right now. Let's see, three. That's seven, the bonus seven, I made.
1: Clam booster,
0: seven, nine, one, 13, 15, 17. I, I I'm at seventeen. I haven't even looked at graded ones and zeros.
1: So, yeah, what I really think the true benefit to wave was was it meant you didn't have to, like, read your card like, five times to figure out when exactly you're supposed to attack with them? That is like, true. It, like, if you look at um, Tetra Drive Dragon from BT-13, it's like, at the end of the battle, of this unit attacked a Vanguard. If it's the second battle of that turn, until end of turn, this unit gets, uh, you know, counterblast 2, Discard 2. Uh, at the end of battle, this unit attacked a Vanguard. If it's the fourth battle of the turn, you may pay cost if you do stand this unit. So what this really said is that Wave 2... You know, at the end of the battle this you can attack to Vanguard if it's second battle turn. But the wave two meant that you always knew it was the second battle if it was wave two only. You didn't have to read the whole abilities to figure out when exactly you're supposed to do this. Yeah. So that actually just made people be able to just look at cards faster and then as it gains the skill it's gonna be wave four only. And you'd be like, Oh, okay, so it's wave two only, wave four only. So I don't have to like you know, read the skill twelve thousand times to remember which one it was.
0: Yeah. Um so, it simplified everything.
1: Yeah, it, it made the templating much nicer, and I really like it. It also opened design space for pe- for people to say things like you know, wave two or more if it was the second or greater battle of the turn. You know, I I think this is like a really well done mechanic.
0: Yeah, um, like no- normally these like limitation keywords are, I guess, worse. But like th- this one, I think allowed for more complicated effects for Aquaforce, which turned out to be a boon. So that's good. Um. All right, so what do you think are, like, the best three and the worst three keywords that we've gone over?
1: Uh, I think the best three, I think it definitely starts with um, time leap. Yeah. uh, Mostly because the support for time leap is really, really, really absurd. Yeah. Uh, I think hollow is also a very good keyword, Mm -hmm. uh, mostly because of flexibility. And I think the next best keyword is probably around darkness. I think that's that's also a really good key. I mean, I'm saying this not knowing how Ritual is in the future. So
0: yeah, that's true. We, we don't know what like all the Ritual stuff does. So if you're listening to this like six months and you're like, "Oh man, Ritual has like destroyed the game." Whatever you're talking about, we didn't know.
1: <laughs> we didn't know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wait, I, I forgot Rescue. Maybe Rescue above uh, above darkness. So Rescue, Time Leap, and uh, Hollow. I think are the three strongest keywords.
0: I I agree with you on uh, Rescue and Time Leap. Um I think I gotta go with hmm man, this is tough,
1: yeah, I think timely and rescue are the obvious front runners definitely I
0: think <laughs> I, I, I think magia over hollow just because it uh it it's like it still and the, the they i I think it's just a case of road going we're just gonna give all the good stuff to Grand and fuck you pale moon. <laughs> But yeah. like the the the, yeah. the potential in, in Magia is uh I think better than Hollow is but we'll see. What about bottom 3?
1: Uh, I think the bottom of the bottom is Oracle. Yeah. And then and Nope and then the other two are probably Charge and there's a couple in between here. Mm-hmm. But I think I safer to say I think the third one is particularly tough. I'm kind of between Brave and what was that? There's another one that I just also thought was very, very... Oh, Brave and Thunderstrike are both kind of... I guess Brave might be slightly worse than Thunderstrike. Yeah. I'm not sure. I,
0: I, I agree with you on that one. Because a lot of the Thunderstrike stuff, it's like one or two. Which is yeah. like fairly easy to do, but Bra- Brave, you got to like play differently and just yeah, I, I gotta go. I, I agree with you on Oracle. Brave is definitely on my list for that one. Um, I think I gotta go with a tie for my third one, being Charge. I, I, us not disagreeing is probably boring, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> tie between Charge and Vanish right? Delete. Vanish Delete. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess eventually, it's kind of just a non thing. Well, but...
0: yeah, because yeah, it, it it like it, it's a it's a skill. It does a thing, but like it's just okay, whatever, fine. Just doesn't do much.
1: Yeah, the uh, client-specific keywords least kind of That's kind of like yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, it can be relevant, but in general, it just won't be.
0: Yeah. What's uh of the the ones we listed for bottom three? What what do they need? Do you think?
1: Oh, uh, again, I think I think I talked a bit about what Oracle needs is like effects just to activate. And then if you meet the condition you get some other you get a bigger benefit. Yeah. Just because you can't just have your cards do nothing just by not having the prerequisite number of cards in hand. Uh-huh. Like it's so punishing to just have like vanilla nine K because you're falling behind in the game. Yeah. And like that just will never help you come back. Um charge
0: Change it change it to basically hollow, like in, a, in as a way to activate it.
1: Yeah, they need either, you know, they need good grade two. The fact that the best charge units are the like, basically the level one thinking because kind of you know plus ten k while charging. Yeah, is really sad. That's true. They need to not be afraid to print very strong charge units. I agree. X and diver. what was my other one? Um, uh, brave.
0: Brave or uh, what was the
1: other one? Thunderstrike.
0: Thunderstrike. Yeah.
1: Thunderstrike needs better, like, big benefits. Yeah. Like, they need, like, big bosses that don't cost 20,000 Counter blasts that actually give you uh, strong benefits for having high levels of Thunderstrike.
0: I think they also need stuff that allows you to bind, uh, like, where it's, a lot of stuff is retire and bind, there should just be things where you go, okay, bind this, draw a card. That'd be neat. Right, yeah. Yeah. So it can, like, Man. get you to Thunderstrike. Um,
1: Brave? I don't know, I think Brave is kind of getting what it needs somehow. So I think hopefully it, it won't be as bad.
0: Hopefully it'll get there. I think what they need to do is either uh, they they shouldn't have fucked up Knight of Power Charge, which is uh, it retires itself and then you bind your as many cards as you want from your hand, then get them back, and then you draw a card. What it should have been is rest and bind your hand. That would have been mm-hmm. cooler. Um, and then and then you wouldn't have to like play into a more aggressive way. Uh, other than that, I think they just need like. Um, I like the bouncy stuff. I, I, I think there should be more stuff that like, you know, gets rid of itself and draws at the end.
1: Right. I, I like the uh, the new stride guy, Fides. I think his name is. Yeah. I think that guy's really. Uh, I think that guy's really good. Like that's that's kind of the support they need to become become a lot better. So. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, key, I I think keywords are definitely a good thing for the game, except like trying to explain it to people when that are new. Is annoying. Oh, well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like you pick a clan. You need to get comfortable with whatever this keyword happens to be. But I think the big thing to take away is that keywords definitely range from, like, very good to very bad. Yeah. And a lot of it is kind of just the support that comes around it. Like, the timely problem comes from not the ability itself, but from the cards that allow you to mess with the ability. And even if other clans had, had cards like that, uh... Especially the ones that are kind of active, activated like Magia or you know, Time Leap or whatever, then they can become really, really absurd. So
0: that—that's keywords for you. Um, I guess till next time, I was Atlas. And I'm Matt. And have a good one. I'd like to take this time to thank all listeners that happen to come across this podcast. Uh, be sure to rate and like us on iTunes and, uh, you know, suggest this to your friends. I'd also like to thank Lil Elephant, the Oakland-based band that supplied our intro and outro music. Uh, you can find them at lilelephant.com, so L-A-L-E-L-E-P-H-U-N-K. You can also tweet us at VG Nexus tour so V-G-N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Or you can tweet me, Atlas Novak. So at A T L A S, N is in Nancy, O V is in Victor, A C K. Have a good night, everyone.